Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. When it comes to estate planning, there is one document that people often don't know much about. It's called an advanced health directive. To find out how it works and whether in fact you need one, I'm with Elise Jakes from Big Law. Elise, firstly, what is an advanced health directive? So an advanced health directive, then, is a document which allows you to provide directions about your health care and special health care, including life-sustaining treatment, if you're unable to make these decisions yourself. So you might not be able to make these decisions because you have lost capacity. Um, an advanced health directive can also be used to appoint an attorney to make healthcare decisions for you. Um, you may want to do this particularly if you haven't already an appointed an attorney um, for health matters under your enduring power of attorney. Who can actually make the advanced health directive? So Dan, anyone who is 18 years of age and has the requisite capacity can make an advanced health directive. As part of making your advanced health directive, however, your doctor will need to sign a certificate um, that you appear to understand the nature and effect of the advanced health directive that you are making and that you're also capable of making it freely and voluntarily. On top of your doctor, um, an eligible witness also needs to witness your signing of the advanced health directive and they also have to be satisfied that you have the capacity to make it and that you're freely and voluntarily making it. Now, in the context of advanced health directives, there's often uh, you know, consideration in relation to life-sustaining treatment. What does that actually mean? So life-sustaining treatment, Dan, is exactly as it sounds. Um, it's treatment which is aimed at sustaining or prolonging your life when you are nearing the end of it. Um, these treatments can include things like CPR, um, assisted ventilation, ventilation and also um, nutrition such as like a feeding tube. Now what if a person actually doesn't want the life-sustaining treatment uh, when they're nearing the end of life? So in advanced health directive that person can give directions about their life-sustaining treatment preferences including whether they want to consent to um, such treatment or they want any treatment to be refused, which is aimed at either um, sustaining or prolonging their life. Now, I'm assuming that there's probably lots of people in the community that have uh, perhaps an enduring power of attorney, um, but they don't have an advanced health directive. Um, what, what happens? I mean, what's the differentiation between the two? So if you have an existing enduring power of attorney, which appoints an attorney for personal, including health matters, then without an advanced health directive, um, that attorney can make decisions about your health care for you, including life-sustaining treatment. Um, your attorney under your enduring power of attorney, however, cannot make decisions about special health matters. So special health matters includes decisions about removal of tissue for donation to another person, um, termination of pregnancy, and also some experimental health care. What happens when a, uh, a person um, doesn't actually have an advanced health directive or an enduring power of attorney? Are, are they you know, potentially at risk? 
Well, without either document then, um, then a statutory health attorney would be the person who has the power to make decisions about their health care if they're not able to do it themselves. So in Queensland, the legislation actually provides an order of priority as to who would be your statutory health attorney. So that can include your spouse, um, an unpaid carer or close friend, or even relative who is over the age of 18 years. I guess the risk is if they don't have any of those people in their life, um, then the public guardian could act as their statutory health attorney in those circumstances. Hence why I suspect that it's important that somebody actually has an advanced health directive so they've got some say into who should make these decisions for them. Well, if um, the person has specific directions or wishes about their health care, um, particularly, you know, end-of-life or life-sustaining treatment, then they should consider making an advanced health directive. Um, it's important, however, they don't only just think about their health care decisions and who would make those decisions for them. They also need to think about who would make um, personal and financial decisions for them if they lost capacity. And in that regard, um, we recommend that they also consider making an enduring power of attorney or at least having at minimum, an enduring power of attorney in place. Lisa, I was going to say, is it uh, obviously sensible that in the context of estate planning that, you know, the will, the advanced health directive and the enduring power of attorney are all looked at holistically at the one time with, uh, with an estate planning yeah, Dan, look, usually if we meet with someone to discuss their estate plan, um, we go through everything with them. Some people um, obviously don't choose to make an advanced health directive um, because they either don't know what they want at that point in time or they're happy to let their attorneys have that decision-making power and obviously um, take their views and wishes on board and whatever the doctor says as well. Um, so an advanced health directive obviously goes above an enduring power of attorney. If you don't want to make an advanced health directive, that's okay, um, at least if you have an enduring power of attorney and a will in place. And how can Big Law help? Then, look, if you contact us, um, we can obviously make an initial appointment to go through everything with um, that person and what they actually are looking to achieve. Elise, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube with the handle Law by Dan, or simply drop by lawbydan.com. Thanks.